0: Good morning. Welcome to worship. As you're able, will you stand with me and let's begin singing praises to our God?
1: Sing with me. Oh. Worship the King, all glorious above. Oh, gratefully sing his wonderful love. Our shield and defender, the agent of days, pavilion in splendor and girded with praise. Oh, tell of his might. Oh, tell of his might. Oh, sing of his grace ob is the i
2: As we move into a time of prayer, I invite you to take whatever posture is appropriate for you for prayer this morning, whether you want to remain standing, you want to sit, if you want to come up front and kneel at one of these altars, and if you're watching at home, um, same thing, take a posture of prayer uh, there as we pray, and as we go into a time of prayer, I invite you to take just a few minutes and thank God for his love that never gives up on us. Father God, thank you for that never-ending love that no matter what we do, no matter what we say, you still love us. And you love us when we are facing good days and you love us when we see a mountain in front of us and we don't know how we're going to climb or get over that mountain. Your presence is real and you stay with us. And we thank you for that. God, we thank you for who you are and the way that you're working in our lives and in the lives of the people that we love and care about. God, we know that there are so many people this morning that are sick, that are hurting. Uh, Some of our friends and family are in hospitals this morning. Other are facing procedures. Or maybe are even worried about receiving a second vaccine shot after having uh, odd symptoms from the first one. God, we pray that in every one of those situations that you'll be present, that you will be working. God, we pray for our city and our community here in Port Orange and the surrounding areas. We pray for our local, state, and federal leaders, anyone who is charged with making decisions for us, that you will be present with them, that you will guide their decisions and give them wisdom. God, as we continue in worship this morning, we pray that your presence will be with us, that we will be changed by an encounter with you during this service, and that we will leave changed, going out to help change the world for the kingdom of God. For it's in Jesus' name we pray by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Tim. I'm one of the pastors here, and I just wanted to welcome you here in the building. Oh, we have a video, don't we? <laughs> Sorry, I got the, I got the uh, order a little mixed up. Uh, anyway, welcome. And if you're online, um, welcome as well. Um, we'll take just a minute and pass the piece. If you're online, tag someone if you're here in the room. Uh, give a wave, say hello, and uh, then we'll watch a video and we'll make things up. <laughs>
3: man, guys, I'm coming up here to bring to you some announcements that we have here going on, some things that we have going on in the church throughout the church week. First, we have coming up in a few weeks, baptism going on. And so we're actually having a meeting before that on May 2nd here at the church after the service. And so if you are interested or you know anybody that's interested, then know that they're able to meet with Pastor Garen May 2nd. After the service, he's going to go through a couple things, talk about a couple things in regards to it, you being interested in getting baptized. Uh, throughout the week, on Wednesday nights, we have things that are going on as well here at the church. We have, well, first we have teen group that's actually that's actually going to be meeting here at the church. And if you don't know, my name is Justin. I'm actually the youth director at this church. So if you have any teens or you know any teens, tell them to come on over and see me. Uh, we'll be meeting here at 6:30. To 8 o'clock on wednesday nights and we're having a really fun blast and the numbers are growing it's just a really amazing time for the church especially with our youth and so just uh be praying for us uh, as we go forward as well on wednesday nights there's an adult class forgotten god and this is a book uh that they're going through it's by francis chan does anybody know francis chan he's just so i don't know how to say it but he's just so like authentic like he's just His emotions that come out of him are just so real, and so he gives you how he gets it, and so he's put some of those in a book, Forgotten God, and they're going through that at Jim and Elaine's house on Wednesday nights from 7 to 8 o'clock, and so Jim and Elaine, if you could raise your hand, if you guys are interested in going through that book then please see them and they'll give you the deeds as to where they live and their address and things like that. If you're online and you're interested, then please email the church or call somebody that can call somebody that can call somebody that can get Jiminy Lane's address and give it to you. Uh, as well as after that, they actually have another book that they're going to be diving into and it's not a fan. Uh, and and, and the, the, the biggest question is, are you a fan of Jesus or are you a follower of Jesus? And here's the point of this. It's actually pretty cool. Gary was telling me a little bit about this morning. On Wednesday nights, the goal is to just press in and to just dig as deep as you can. In the, in the book before, Forgotten God, they're talking about the Holy Spirit. In this book, it's saying, hey, are you just a fan of Christ? Or are you a true follower of him and for his ways? And so it's just really digging deep. And uh, the truth is we have so many things outside of this door that cause us to get away from God that this is just one more opportunity that you could plug in in the church that could bring you a little bit closer to God. And so those are just a couple things that we have going on. If you want to stay a little bit more connected, we also have a weekly email blast that is going on. So you can always fill out the, uh, well, connect card. We don't, there's some in the back. There's some at the welcome table. There's some connect cards there at the welcome table. You're able to put your email on there. And uh, I get the blast all the time. And so uh, you definitely uh, could get tuned in there. And as well as a text message blast. Garen's always sending those out. It's kind of cool. I got one this morning at 8 o'clock on the way over here. Uh, Guys, we're going to continue in our worship with tithes and offerings and i reminded this morning about how god loves a cheerful giver and you know and honestly i'm gonna be honest being a cheerful giver is one of the most important things that i think it is for god but it also is you know for me and my family um you know god doesn't want us to be you know oh it's time to give and so it, it, you know take a moment and just think of how god has completely provided for you your whole life How whatever it is you've gone through, you're here in this building today. And I could only imagine and think about where I've came from and how I'm here this morning. Um, And so, you know, I know that my God has provided. And I could sit here for 20 hours telling you all these crazy stories of how he's done it to the exact pennies sometimes. And so, you know, when when we come to this moment of giving, it truly is an act of worship. It's a moment in our lives where we're able to give back to God that he says, hey, look, here's a time that you can. Uh, But then also, you know, it's something that in our hearts we should feel good about. And so I I know God's real heavy on that. And I know I'm, you know, me personally, you know, there's no better way to give than to give cheerfully. And so let's pray for this time. Lord, you are such a good God. And I, I, I think, Lord, I could write a blank check. And although it might not be able to cash out for much, Lord, uh, the truth is even if it could, there's no amount that I could truly outgive uh, for what you've done for me, for what you've done for us, for what you've done for this church. How you, Lord, you, you, you're shaping our lives. Father, you have given us everything that we need here. And Lord, I pray this morning that you would speak to our hearts, Lord. Father, that I pray this morning that that the, that the gift that is given, Lord, will be multiplied and that you would turn it into something that, Lord, we wouldn't even expect Father, there's so much ministry and work that goes on beyond these doors. And, Lord, I pray that you would continue to bless those ministries. Father, bless this time. Bless this offering that we have. And, Father, in, in the end, may you alone, Jesus Christ, be lifted up. Be highly praised here in this moment. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. You're going to see a couple different ways here on the screen on how you're able to give, especially if you're online, as well as we have some drop boxes in the foyer uh, that you're able to drop something off if you have anything in person. Okay? Guys, let's worship.
4: Justin was just talking about being a cheerful giver, and I want to tell you a little bit about one of the most cheerful givers that I know, Um, someone who gives cheerfully of time and talent and energy, so much energy and love. Um, Justin, will you come up here, bud? Uh, Justin has um, been our... (laughs) Stay away from us. We love you, but no, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Justin has been our volunteer youth director for two years. Yeah. And we're so grateful for, as parents, um, because it directly impacts us because we have two girls who are in the youth group. Um, but also, the energy and the love that he brings to this place is, wouldn't you say it's pretty contagious? Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm so. Sure. <laughs> When I called Justin, it was middle of April, two years ago, and I said, hey, I need you to step up. Can you help me in this way? Not a moment's hesitation. That's just the way he is. And he helps with teens. He helps with music. He helps with anything. anything that needs to be done. Just so, so thankful for his heart. And, and Justin, this is just a very, very small token of, of how much we love you. Um, we hope that and, and your you,
4: family, because we know that they give too. They they give yes. you up a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. So thank you, Justin. Thank you.
4: We love you.
5: Oh, <laughs> yeah.
3: Every time you, you get a little speech, you know, kind of <laughs> I'm up here. You know, I got. Now I can get, no, um, honestly speaking, you know, there's being able to serve this church is is a true ministry that god allows me to do and so i i don't look at it you know it's exactly what you're saying it's cheerfully and um you know it really is a privilege it's it honestly is a privilege to me like if somebody ever wanted to punish me you could say hey you can't do the youth this week and so <laughs> it, it really is you know an, an opportunity that i'm able to just you know give back to what god has given to me and so um you know I, I don't know. I, t- I tell people all the time, I, t- I tell them, I'm like, man, if I could, I'd just be at the church all day long <laughs> serving there. And they're like, you're crazy, man. Are you serious? You know, and so uh, I, I appreciate the church and, and the body of Christ for allowing me to, uh, to just participate in what God wants me to do in my life. So thank you, guys.
4: We're grateful for you. Well, um, before we go to scripture, let's pray our prayer for understanding. Lord, to open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and your word proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you say to us today. Amen. Amen. We're going to start in the Old, Old Testament, back in um, Deuteronomy. So Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, yes, Um Fifth book of the Bible, and um, we're going to be in Deuteronomy 30. If you say Deuteronomy um, like ten times real fast, you might laugh, because it's a fun word to say. But Deuteronomy 30, verses 11 through 20, and this is um, this is a time when Moses is preparing the people to move into the Promised Land, and um, this. The title of this section is called The Choice of Life or Death. And so, 11 through 20 in chapter 30, hear the word of the Lord. This command I am giving you today is not too difficult for you, and it is not beyond your reach. It is not kept in heaven so distant That you must ask, who will go up to heaven and bring it down so we can hear it and obey? It is not kept beyond the sea so far that you must ask, who will cross the sea to bring it to us so we can hear it and obey? No, the message is very close at hand. It is on your lips and in your heart so that you can obey it. Now listen. Today I am giving you a choice between life and death, between prosperity and disaster. For I command you this day to love the Lord your God and to keep his commands, decrees, and regulations by walking in his ways. If you do this, you will live and multiply, and the Lord your God will bless you and the land you are about to enter and occupy But if your heart turns away and you refuse to listen, and if you are drawn away to serve and worship other gods, then I warn you now that you will certainly be destroyed. You will not live a long good life in the land you are crossing the Jordan to occupy. Today, I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. You can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying him, and committing yourself firmly to him. This is the key to your life and if you love and obey the lord you will live long in the land the lord swore to give your ancestors abraham isaac and jacob and then in ephesians in the new testament it's one of the letters that paul wrote to the church ephesians 3 verses 6 through 21 this is one of my favorite passages And I want you to hear these words. Hmm. This is God's plan. Both Gentiles and Jews who believe the good news share equally in the riches inherited by God's children. Both are part of the same body and both enjoy the promise of blessings because they belong to Christ Jesus. By God's grace and mighty power, I have been given the privilege of serving him by spreading this good news. Though I am the least deserving of all God's people, he graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. I was chosen to explain to everyone this mysterious plan that God, the creator of all things, had kept secret from the beginning. God's purpose in all this was to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was his eternal plan, which he carried out through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. So please don't lose heart because of my trials here. I am suffering for you, so you should feel honored. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. All glory to God, who is able through his mighty power to work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Did I make? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Thank you. Don't know where to go from there. <laughs> hey, if I haven't had a chance to meet you yet, my name is Garen, and I am one of the pastors here that is excited to serve, um, to serve you, and to serve with you as we um, impact our community. For Jesus, and so um, it's good to see you, isn't it nice to see as we um, add a few more chairs that they're filling up? And and if you're with us online, I know we still have a lot of people that um, haven't had their second shots and they're not quite feeling like it's safe to be here. That's okay. Come back when it's safe. We'll be here. And so um, I'm really excited. Last week we launched into a new series called God's Kingdom, and. I want to recap some of last week, and then we'll we'll talk through a little more, and then next week we're going to hit uh, the first Beatitude uh, really hard. But we are in the Sermon on the Mount, and for today, I want us to read through the first few verses again as we um, hear God speaking to us through the words of Jesus. And so, um, I, I know you've been standing and sitting a lot, but... Uh, and it, I guess you've been sitting for a while. Go ahead. If you are able, would you stand in honor of the reading of God's word uh, from the book of Matthew? Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 12 reads this. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and he sat down. And his disciples came to him and he began to teach them. And he taught them, it's labeled, the Beatitudes. And he said, blessed are the poor in spirit. I don't know why I don't just say blessed, uh, but blessed are the poor in spirit. I guess I, I still have that old King James <laughs> mindset every now and then. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Last week we talked about how um, Mark and Luke use the kingdom of God a lot. Matthew kind of focuses, a lot of his saints says the kingdom of heaven, but we're talking about the same thing. We're talking about God's kingdom coming. Blessed are you are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You can go ahead and have a seat. So last week... We launched into this series, this Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5 through 7. And I ask you to keep two questions in mind the entire time as we're talking through it. And the first question was simply this. To whom is Jesus saying these words and specifically these nine blessings? Who's he talking to? I think that's kind of important for us to know. And the second thing is we want to know what's the setting? Like what's going on in the culture of that day? What's going on um, in... The surrounding mindset of that area. Who's he talking to and what's the setting? Because those two things are important if we're going to understand what Jesus is talking about. And really it all goes back to the previous chapter, Matthew chapter 4 in verse 17, when Jesus really pretty much lays out what he's wanting to do. He has come to proclaim something, and it's simply this. Repent. Turn around. You're heading one way. Turn around and head the other way. Repent, because the kingdom of heaven is near. You remember us talking about that? And then Jesus gathered a few of the disciples, people, uh, Peter and Andrew and James and John, and then it talks about how crowds started following Jesus. And there were whole groups of people that were following him. And who were these people that were following Jesus? Well, it was the poor. It was the sick. It was the demon-possessed. It was the mentally ill. It was the people that were in the slums. It was the people that were on the streets. It was the group that society had discarded or thrown out. The nobodies. And it's these people... That Jesus is giving these nine blessings. It's these people that the world at that time would have seen as nothing more than human garbage. And yet it's to these people that Jesus gives these nine blessings. And, and if you'll remember, we talked about uh, Tim Noble and Sue Webster. And they're these sculptures, uh, sculpt, sculpt, sculptors. Sculptors. Um, in Great Britain and they would do these works of art and you'd walk into a room and you'd see basically garbage, trash. And we talked about, but when the right light hit it, when they would flip on the light, it would reveal something much more beautiful. There was so much more there than met the eye. It just took the right light shining upon it. And we talked about how how so many times it is the people that are discarded or seen as less than that become this medium for displaying the beauty of God. And how Jesus is saying that these people are included in the blessing. And so, I thought maybe before we launch too too much into Matthew five, I just wanted to be sure we're on the same page when we talk about blessings, because it's very easy for us when somebody sneezes, we usually say, "Bless you," or if we want to say the German word Gesundheit, which means health, which would be like a blessing to you, um, or we say, "Oh man, just driving around with my Starbucks in my Mercedes," hashtag blessed. And yeah, those of you that know me know that is so far from, well the Starbucks isn't, Uh, but we see blessings as how we are doing financially, emotionally, physically, socially. We see the blessing as how we are being impacted and that is what makes us blessed. But the Bible all throughout had a different view of blessings. And if we go all the way back, we can go back to when God was speaking with Abraham. And he said, I want to bless you. And I want to, through you, bless others. And I will make a great nation from you. And, and there are a couple of different times he says, some, "Once it's, uh, more, you'll have more descendants than the grains of sand. And one time it's more than the stars in the sky. But basically... God says, I want to bless you, Abraham, and through you, others will be blessed. And then Abraham passes on the blessing to his son, Isaac, and Isaac is blessed. And what that means is more than just you're getting everything I've accumulated. It's you are to continue this God blessing on to the next generation. And from Isaac, you have Jacob and Esau, and if you remember that, story you've got Esau and Jacob who are twins and Jacob is grabbing Esau's heel on the way out and Jacob ends up stealing the blessing he disguises himself as Esau when Jacob is old when uh, Isaac is old and he goes in and I've always thought it's like why didn't why didn't Isaac just say oh my bad oh you got me Jacob all right Esau here's the real blessing no the blessing was was words of God's being with you. This was a big deal. If you were blessed, it meant, I am trusting that God will continue this story and this goodness to you and through you to the next generations. And so you couldn't just take back a blessing. And then we have Jacob blessing the twelve, and we have blessing after blessing after blessing, but we also have... Not just individual and familial blessings, but we have group blessings. And one of the most famous ones, many of us will know, Numbers chapter 6. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you His peace. And so we had these personal blessings that were being seen to bless others. And then we have these corporate blessings that we're seen to bless others, but we also had these writings in the Bible that talk about what it looks like when a person is blessed. So, so you can see the blessing upon someone because of how they're living. Does that make sense? And so if you turn to um, Psalm 1, You see it right there at the very beginning. The very first word um, out of some translations are blessed. Blessed is the one. And basically Psalm 1 says, blessed is the one who isn't a jerk. Blessed is the one who doesn't hang out with the people that are not godly. Blessed is the one who isn't making his home and establishing roots with the wrong types of mindset. Instead, The one that's blessed is the one whose roots grow deep. And and, and his roots grow deep by this river of God's grace. And so we see from those that this is how a blessed person lives. And there are other passages. Uh, Psalm 84 is another great one that has it. And then um, let me give you one more. Psalm 119. Joyful or blessed are the people of integrity. Those who follow the instructions of the Lord, joyful or blessed or happy, are those who obey his laws and search for him with all their hearts. And they don't compromise with evil and they walk only in his path. So these are the types of people that God blesses. People that are walking in the pathway of righteousness. People that are saying, God, I want to walk with you. I choose you over the other paths that I could choose. I choose you. I want to be blessed by you, and I want you to use me for a blessing. And so those are the people that are blessed. And we remember that they're blessed by whom? They're blessed by God. God is the one who gives true blessing. Because when it all comes back to it, the overwhelming theme of the Bible is there's this God that wants relationship with humanity. There is this creator God that not only created us but wants to walk with us and talk with us and guide us and lead us and save us. There is this relationship that God is longing to have with us and those that have that kind of relationship are blessed. So let me tell you about a man. His name was Jesus. Now, before you get too far ahead of me, his name is Jesus ben Sarah. And he lived about 150 years before this Jesus of Nazareth that we serve. And this Jesus ben Sarah was a great teacher and he had people that followed him. He had disciples. And he well, he has writings that are that are found in what's called the apocrypha and we're not going to dive too deep into that, but the apocrypha I guess oh goodness, maybe I'm getting too too far down a hole that I don't want to get into. So we have this this canon is what we call these 66 books in the Bible that the the group got together, the council got together, and they said, these are divine and holy. These books lead us into a better image of what God looks like and lead us to salvation. And there are some that were automatically put in, I'm assuming. I'm assuming they said, well, we got to have the works of Moses. He's kind of a big deal. And so there are certain works that were automatically put in. And then there were others that, that they said, you know, these are great writings and these were godly people, but I don't feel like they're there, and so you had this group that they these group of works that they elevated, and they said, "This is not. We're not willing to put them into this canon, but these are good works that that we want to acknowledge." And you have like the Book of Maccabees and stuff like that, and you have Ben Sira, um, which is the writings of. Jesus, Ben-Sorah, and in chapter 25, he actually has a section that is pretty famous, and Jesus, Ben-Sorah, gives a speech where he gives his nine blessings. Interesting. Ben-Sorah actually goes one step further, and he gives a tenth blessing. And I want to read to you, you never thought you'd be hearing from the Apocrypha today, did you? Ben-Sorah, chapter 25, I want you to listen to these blessings. See where they resonate with you. See if there's any tension that you might find that you're like, hmm. There are nine who come to mind as blessed. A tenth whom my tongue proclaims. The man who finds joy in his children. And the one who lives to see the downfall of his enemies. Happy is the man who lives with a sensible woman. And the one who does not plow with an ox ox and a donkey combined. Happy is the one who does not sin with the tongue, who does not serve an inferior. Happy is the one who finds a friend, who speaks to attentive ears. How great is the one who finds wisdom, but none is greater than the one who fears the Lord. Fear of the Lord surpasses all else. To whom can we compare the one who has it? Did you hear some things that kind of made you stand up? It's like, hey, yeah, you're blessed if you have good sense. You're blessed if you have wisdom. You're blessed if you fear the Lord. Those almost sound like, if I would have just read them to you, you and said, where do you think that is in the Bible? You'd say, oh, that's probably in Proverbs. They sound like something the Bible would say, don't they? Did you notice some of the other ones that kind of had a different tone to them? You're blessed if people want to hear your wisdom. If people listen to you, if you're important, that's that's one of the things that makes you blessed. If you're a big deal. You're blessed if you never have to serve an inferior. I mean, we have to serve the people above us, but you never want to lower yourself and serve an inferior. I mean, you're blessed if you have power. And remember we talked about um, in society that day and honestly in society this day. So much of it is about power, isn't it? And about how many do I have serving me, not how am I serving others. You're blessed if you can defeat your enemies. You're blessed if you're a winner. I mean, there are no losers that are blessed. Hey, I'm so blessed that I lost. And you listen to some of those, and if you're like me, you kind of get that twinge, and you're like, hmm, that doesn't sound as much like the Bible or like Jesus as some of the other ones. Because while some of those blessings sounded great, a lot of those blessings were nothing more than wisdom that had been immersed In the mindset and the value system of the world. And suddenly those blessings don't sound quite the same, do they? I mean, they sound good, but they don't necessarily sound godly. They don't sound like a blessing that Jesus would proclaim, would they? Would he? And as I've been reading through these blessings of Jesus, and I've been reading through these blessings of, well, Jesus ben Nazareth, and Jesus ben Sarah, I can't help wonder how often we like the blessings of ben Sarah more than we like the blessings of the one from Nazareth. how many times we would say well yeah if it's between serving or being served i'll take the being served if it's between being a winner or sacrificing and possibly losing in the world's eyes i want to be a winner how many times do we choose the lesser jesus because this Jesus Ben-Serah had some great ideas about blessings, but his blessings were, the blessing was about receiving. The receiving was the blessing, but this Jesus of Nazareth has a different view of blessings. The blessing is that we become the blessing. We are not the end result and the, where the blessing stops. We are the conduit through which God blesses others. Because we are blessed, we are then sent to be a blessing. The blessing of Jesus ben Sarah elevates people. It elevates the strong. It elevates the status. It elevates the haves. It elevates power. It elevates the culture of the world around it. But this Jesus ben Nazareth, this Jesus Christ... His blessings have a different focus, don't they? He speaks His blessings to the poor. And to the powerless. And to the people that the world would say, you're nothing more than a loser. You're nothing more than trash. And suddenly, the light of Christ is, shown, is shines upon these people And the blessing of God is seen. It is not about what they are getting. It is about what they are becoming. They are becoming blessed people. And it's not about blessing them and not blessing the others. It's about the fact that we are saying, Jesus is saying, that these people are also blessed. These people are included in this redemptive story. These people are included in the restoration of all of humanity. We don't discard anyone in the kingdom of heaven. And we don't do that because God is the giver of the blessing. And God is the the one who blesses others through us. Because God is the God who blesses humanity. Not just a certain person. Few. So, my question today, you know, I always leave you with a question. My question is which Jesus will you choose to follow this week? Because I am convinced that with our lives, we will choose to follow one of these paths. Will we choose the Jesus that's focused on self promotion? that's focused on personal gain, this Jesus that's only for the few, the rich, the special, the elite? Will we choose to follow this Jesus that gives blessings to those that earn it or deserve it? Or will we choose to follow this Jesus of Nazareth, this Jesus who gives blessings for all and to all. This Jesus that's for the hurting, that's for the broken, that's for the discarded. This Jesus that's for those that seem unwanted. This Jesus that wants to give good things and blessings to everyone because we are all made in his image. Which Jesus, which Jesus will we serve this week? Because we can't live in the blessings of both Jesus's. That's not the way it works. There can only be one Lord in our lives. It's my prayer that we will pick this Jesus of Nazareth. This blesser, this giver of all good things. And it will go against everything in you. Because the world tells you it's all about having more and higher status and more money and better wisdom and people looking up to you and asking your opinion and you feel special. And yet, this Jesus of Nazareth says you don't have to be any of those things. You may be some of those things. But I want to bless you because I made you. I want to bless you because I love you. And that doesn't necessarily mean that things will change. It doesn't necessarily mean that your circumstances will be different, but it means that you will realize that you are blessed by the blesser wherever you are. Whether you're in the good times or the bad times, the rich, the poor, the healthy, the sick, you are blessed because God is the giver of blessings. To all people that will receive them. May we choose wisely. Those words from Moses echo in today's sermon. Before us, is, we have two paths. One that leads to blessings in life and others that leads to blessings and that's it. Oh, that we will choose life this week. That we will choose to live in the blessings of this Jesus of Nazareth. Would you pray with me? God, as we talk about these blessings, so many of them seem confusing. When we hear poor and meek, persecuted, those that mourn, We understand that those are not what you are calling us to live into. You are telling us that people that are living in those situations are included in the blessing. I pray for my friends today and I pray for me. The world feeds us a different list of blessings every day. We see it in the news, we see it in the media, we see it in advertising, we see it in the things we watch and the things we wear. God, I want a a better blessing. I don't want to settle for the blessing of this world, for the blessing of commodities. I want your blessing. I want your blessing because I want to be used by you to be a blessing to others. And I pray that not only for myself, but I pray that for my friends here. Jesus, the world doesn't need to see any more imitation blessings. They need to see a better picture of you. And I pray that this week you will help us to live into the blessing that you have for us so that we can bless others. You've called us to partner with you. I pray that you will help us to remember that we are not here to receive a blessing. We are here to become a blessing. May we live this week looking for ways to elevate you, Jesus, by the way we bless others. We pray this in your name. We pray this through your power. We pray this to you, God. Amen.
4: I want to give you a moment if you didn't get a chance to pick up your uh, communion elements in the back. You can go ahead and do that now. Uh, I don't know about you, but when I've told people that I go to the Church of the Nazarene, uh, a lot of times they go, Naza what? (laughs) Um, That's a strange word, right? And uh, so... I've had a lot of questions over the years about what that means, and I want to tell you just a little bit. Uh, Over 100 years ago when the Church of the Nazarene was founded, a guy named Phineas Brzee named the church that because of a passage of Scripture in the Bible where someone is talking about Jesus, and they say Jesus of Nazareth, And the response is, Nazareth? What good comes from Nazareth? And Phineas Brzee wanted his church and our church to be known as the church that identifies with the outcasts, with the poor and the marginalized, because what good can come from Nazareth, that Nazarene, that Wrong side of the tracks, place. We are a part of. The Church of that Nazarene. The man from Nazareth, from the wrong side of the tracks. And I think about the life of Jesus, and I think that, you know, in in human terms and in in the terms of our world, he would be considered a well, he'd be a loser. I mean, who uh, who gives up his life for other people? Who does that? And so he was, in every way, the model of what it means to be that kind of blessed. And a Jesus who took up his cross to die for those who hated him even and who calls us to do the same to take up our cross and follow him follow him so on that night that he would be betrayed by one of his friends he gathered them together and and they had a meal together and he lifted up the bread just common bread And he said, this represents my body, which will be broken for you. Take it and eat. And then he took the cup. And he told them, this represents my blood, which will be shed for you for your forgiveness. Take it and drink. Lord Jesus, we don't love to think about what it means to take up our cross and follow you because we, we see how that um, was a very painful process for you. And yet, you have called us to follow you to the places and to the people so that we can be your hands and feet, so we can be the blessing to them. Jesus, will you help us this week to see our lives differently, to chase after things that are of you and not of this world? Will you help us to see your blessings in a different way. And will you help us to be indeed that blessing to others? Help us to just be the vessel of your blessings to those around us. We love you, Jesus. We pray this in your name. Amen.
0: Amen. Will you stand with me? It's been good to be with you today. If you're uh, visiting us... We sing our blessing every week, uh, our benediction, and so um, you can just receive it, um, but will you sing with me? Uh, Man, we've done this for a year and a half now. Sing with me. We sing, hallelujah, let your kingdom come in our hearts, in our homes.
1: Let your will be done as we go
0: in your name. We shout and we proclaim, let your will be done in us. Go this week and be a blessing. We'll see you next Sunday.